I V M. You're listening to My Neighbor Zuckerberg. Hello, dear listener. Thank you for tuning into our very first episode of My Neighbor Zuckerberg. I'm host number one, Munaf Kapadia, Chief Eating Officer at the Bori Kitchen. I, along with my mom, sell samosas for a living. I'm host number two, Nabil Merchant. I, along with my twin brother, run a home services startup called Fixie. Ah, uh, yeah, we fix taps for a living. And on My Neighbor Zuckerberg, we invite ordinary people. Maybe someone you passed while jogging on Carter Road, or it could also be the guy you recently pulled an Uber ride with. Oh wait, it could also be your neighbor. But you know what makes these ordinary people extraordinary? Mm-hmm. It's their journey. It's okay. their story, which is truly inspirational because it's filled with adventure and struggle. On today's show, we are talking to entrepreneur and our neighbor Satyajit Roy. the co-founder and ceo of egk everyday gourmet kitchen hi satyajit hi guys what's up hey satyajit we are so happy to have you out here happy to be here in fact uh, i'm almost teary eyed <laughs> uh, satyajit runs this fantastic business where he sells fried onions yeah that's right fried onions it's popular no? popularly called <laughs> the uh, onions the, the onion night uh, you know i think the onion that to me right now but yeah <laughs> in fact it's really funny nabil because yeah. um, when i first came across satyajit uh, uh-huh. i came across his facebook profile quite some time back okay um and i read onion night okay that's his name on facebook so he calls himself satyajit Onion night, Roy. Roy. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and my first impression was it. This guy must be one of those nerds or geeks who who plays role playing games or something like that. And you know, hence he has the name. Yeah. But the uh, secret names that you have in chat rooms and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Satyajit, over to you. So a little about EGK. EGK was started in uh, December 2014, hmm. about a year and a half back. We started this company straight out of my house kitchen. So being Bengalis I'm, I'm my last name is Roy being Bengalis we cook this humongous pot of mutton biryani every sunday wow. so it's a family tradition and whatever is left over we distribute it amongst the watchmen and whoever is at right listeners side. every sunday you'll know where to go to no? yeah for sure you know? <laughs> somewhere it's in a open house yeah. <laughs> there are mutton biryani fumes yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. so yeah so having this tradition every sunday that meant every sunday morning when i woke up the house would be filled with onion fumes <clears throat> and one such sunday i woke up at 9 went out i had some work uh, came back by 12 o'clock and i was really tired after my chores or whatever i had gone to do i come back to this house full of onion fumes and tears and i walk in and i'm and they're frying the onions so there's even more fumes and it's even more smelly and yeah. i was like Hey guys, come on! It's Sunday. Uh, don't ruin every Sunday like this. Because we used to wake up to this every every Sunday morning. Right. Okay. So my mom was uh, my mom was actually uh, cutting the the onions that day because no one had showed up to help her. Okay. So I was like, this is a terrible way for you to friend uh, to spend your Sunday also. Okay. Because she works hard all week and to spend three hours on a Sunday morning chopping onions is something that nobody wants to do. So I said, you know, there must be a better way for this. Let's check if we get some fried onions in the market. I'm sure there is. a company that does this oh God, so yeah. we i pulled my phone hmm. and googled it googled it straight away <laughs> googled, okay. googled it and google showed me results all over the world that yeah. there are fried onions being done all over the world 
but much to our surprise not in india fantastic okay there was not a single company not a single company that's doing it at least in retail in uh, india in india where we could go and buy these fried onions off from the rack, from off a the rack general from, store yeah, or something like that which would sort. have solved our issues <laughs> 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 so instead of solving our issues then we just, uh, so then uh, we went to, we are members at the national sports club at hajjali mm-hmm. okay so there's a consumer store over there where they sell to all the members right. all food products everything household products so we went to him we have a relationship with him for the past 10 years so we went to him and we asked him you know would you consider keeping fried onions in your uh, in your shop and will you consider selling them we are making it from home right now okay. but if it sells then we'll obviously move into a kitchen and such so he said okay he was a bengali too so uh, i guess he understood that we <laughs> <laughs> really have the pain helps, sir this yeah. really helps oh, oh yeah you bet it helps like like tip for no, the first tip has already come out okay out of this uh, podcast <laughs> yeah i mean bora Please and leverage bora. yeah <laughs> leverage your community oh man you have yeah. to leverage everything not just your community <laughs> so he agreed and uh, they are a biggest store now we sell about hmm. 50 kgs a month through their store wow. so those are pretty huge numbers so mm-hmm. let me understand this yeah. so every day gourmet kitchen started off with a simple idea that how can i make my mom's life easy yep. on a sunday while yep. she's preparing biryani mutton biryani mutton biryani wow that's amazing man. but, but it, it's kind of cool right because i'm, I'm sure all the entrepreneurs who are listening to the show yeah. they're probably nodding their heads thinking hey all ideas start off with a problem that they face they need to solve themselves for themselves probably yes, yeah. and that what i think is that uh, if you're solving a problem for yourself it's far more likely that other people are bound to have that problem so when you're starting off the best thing to do is you know consider it what problem you're solving for yourself and then how big an impact it will have if you're able to scale it out fantastic so uh-huh. for us uh, i always say I've been able to take away my mom's tears, but now I have to take away everyone else's mom's tears also. So, so uh, Satya, yeah, um, tell us a little bit more about your business. So today, uh, what kind of turnover does EGK do? In case you're comfortable sharing these numbers, sure. So I'll share an approximate number, and okay. I'll share the quantities that we do because they are pretty large from what we started off with. So we started off doing about twenty hundred gram packets a day. Twenty hundred gram so packets a day, two, two kgs kilos. a day. 2 kilos, kilos a day okay and in 18 of fried months onions. of fried onions and okay. let me tell you that the ratio of uh, raw onions to fried onions is 5 is to 1 so 5 kgs of raw onions once you fry it and deoil it and do everything 1 kg kilo. comes out of so that so 10 kilos of raw onion is what Will you processed me? yeah oh. 10 kgs that's a day that's how you started that's how we started Not this bad. was in ratio is 5 is to 1 basically so at that point we didn't have any sales we were just making 20 packets a day because we could make 20 <laughs> packets a day right okay but is that is that the norm usually so 5 yeah. uh, is to 1 so every 5 uh, raw norm. onions will give you 1 yeah. kg of yeah. fried onions yeah. Okay, that's the norm. Like mostly, uh, sometimes it varies. You may get a better ratio depending on how much moisture is there in the onion, and it depends on the onion. Also. Onion R and D. Onion R. Okay, so we were doing about ten uh, kgs a day of raw, and today we do we do about anywhere between seventy five and eighty tons in a month. One minute. Seventy five thousand to eighty thousand in a month kgs of onions we are processing. to sell about 15 tons of raw onion of, of fried onions monthly so, from, so from that's 500 kgs a day so we've gone from 2 kgs to 500 kgs in 18 months this yeah. is walk us through the process right so sure, sure. how long does it take uh, to i mean when you start like to fry onions like 10 
kgs of onions right for right. it to become 2 kgs of fried onions how long does that process take so now we have our standardized uh, formulas that we apply that okay. have come uh, through a lot of testing extensive testing and client feedback and our clients guided us on how to uh, get our product standardized to the right right fit for the market right and it's come over the last say 12 to 18 months itself we've been uh, improving improving on our product improving mm-hmm. on our processes and finally we've come to what works for us so around uh, it depends on the batch size actually so it takes okay. around 10 15 minutes but now it depends on the fryer also so as we have so in the last 18 months we've been kicked out of about 5 kitchens you've been kicked out oh yeah we've been like of five kitchens aggressively asked to leave because we caused too much fumes too much smoke too many tears too many tears yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just it's, it was funny up to a point it's it not funny anymore sense. for yeah. us wow, so okay. even even recently this one we've not got kicked out of we are uh, now expanding into a new kitchen new factory space at taloja which is a huge shed You're moving into a factory yeah is so now we have uh, outgrown the kitchen where so we're doing uh, we're doing 80 tons a month right, right so yeah. we want to scale that up to at least doing 500 tons a month because that's the kind of uh, market there is for for our product that we see in the future if we are able to scale at the right Lovely, pace outstanding so belly what 4 minutes back we were discussing how you started this in your house yep yep so let's get let's get to from how we went from oh. my house to how yeah, we reached yeah i mean if we just run us to a timeline sure, it'll be really amazing definitely so in december 2014 a little before december say october 2014 we had the whole situation in my house mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> the next week we had like a small packet ready with yeah. stickers and everything right and uh, we put it in put it in the nsci store and from our home itself we were making onions at home and that's not bad huh? like from from problem to actual execution and product yeah, week. one week one week one week because it was it was very basic and we so me personally i'm like uh, very experienced at getting businesses off the ground at least mm. initial stage because mm. i've had three or four failed startups before wow. this so okay. i know at least how to get going Fantastic. until now i didn't know where to get going now <laughs> we kind of do in a week we had a very basic simple hmm. sticker done from a printer we had the tin foil packet from crawford market we went and got it <laughs> we bought one sealer hand sealer which we were making live uh, the cook at home yeah. he was doing it he was frying it oh. so in october we started with about uh, say 20 packets a day and by december we we decided that uh, let's test out the market so one obviously one store is not enough to give you the feel of the of market course, right yeah. and uh, i don't know what it was it was some lucky turn of events that upper crust the upper crust food show they were having uh, they were having these discounted tables given for young entrepreneurs so and it was for 5000 bucks so i said yeah we can do that we can do that for sure let's try it out and we took that discounted table at oh. that point hmm. and started off because at this point i myself was not convinced right right i right. just knew that there is a product there may, may be a demand we don't know i know there's a demand in my house So, <laughs> it must be demand in this whole building, and then maybe in our neighborhood. Exactly, and maybe the whole street. You don't know, yeah. right? Because until you test the market, until you have real paying customers, hmm. any assumption is invalid. Absolutely, absolutely, right. completely. So, agree. Uh, so we we did this upper crust food show, and incidentally, that is where uh, I, I picked up the moniker of Onion Night. Onion Night was basically. Uh, it's basically a reference to Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> the profession and and the business that you've started, it's not glamorous. Not at all. It's 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 very painful and it's it, like I can just imagine. It's an that. old school brick and mortar business which has no glamour at all. Yeah. In it. Yeah. In, yeah. in fact, 
I feel what we've been able to do over the last eighteen months is add some sort of sexiness to the brand, where you know even <laughs> even the cool kids are talking about. Yeah. Are talking about us, I which mean, I, you have did, your I did. Your title as the Onion Knight. I'm so, sure so that's like. something we worked on. I didn't. Again, I so like I said, this was my third or fourth, uh, maybe mm. my fifth startup that mm-hmm. I was starting after three or four failed ones. So I was determined to give this my all, all in. Yeah, right. I mean, everything I had. I said, if there is anything that's holding me back, let me just drop it. Let me drop my inhibitions. Everything. Inhibitions. Let me just go all out and let's see wow. what happens. Right. Yeah. The response that I got at Upper Crust really convinced me more than anything else that there is a market. Cause everyone I met over there, they came to me and beta. They said, "Beta, <laughs> you made our life so easy in the kitchen," and that's all I needed to hear. And by Jan, we were out of the house into wow. a kitchen, wow. like wow. a small two hundred square foot kitchen where okay. we started. Uh, then we started buying some more machines and stuff to move it ahead. Fantastic. So that's how it started. So I convinced myself. Lovely, and uh, I think this is a good time to take a break, and uh, we'll probably go and fry some onions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Lovely. not. Yeah, we'll <laughs> no. be right back. We'll be right back. Okay, so we are right back. Uh, we've just combined uh, some of uh, Satyajit's fried onions with uh, the Bori Kitchen's uh, lovely mutton biryani. Yeah. Plug in. <laughs> Shout out. And we have uh, a lovely, you know, marriage. dinner snack. I would say we have a marriage out. We have a marriage out here. Oh yeah. Anyways, we are back. Uh, Satya, we are just uh, you know going to take it. From where you left it at. Okay. Uh, your journey. So, so let's say we we did the upper crust show in December. In December. Yeah. And Absolutely. in Jan, I moved into my own kitchen, a small two hundred square foot place. For all the folks, upper crust is uh, a very uh, famous uh, food food trade show, show. Food trade show that happens. That happens in on yeah. That happens in December. So all uh, aspiring food entrepreneurs, I think you should definitely look that up. Check it out for sure. Yeah. yeah. So by Jan, we had one small kitchen where we were doing, I think about, uh, we were doing about 20 kgs a day then of mm-hmm. uh, finished product. We built that out over the next three months. We then uh, got into about 10 or 15 stores in, in Mumbai because my initial strategy was that let's Retail. let's get to the customer straight. Okay. And uh, as we started exploring those options, it got a little more complicated. So what was happening was we, we wanted to get into retail and reach the consumer directly. So the ideal way... If you were in the states, is to go right. through their one or go go to one of the big box retailers, mm-hmm, get your product mm-hmm. approved, right, and then just start banging out product. Yeah. Correct. So in India, it's a little different, uh, especially if you're a young startup starting off. So we spoke to Reliance Fresh, we spoke to Big Bazaar, and what we realized was that they only do large volumes, bulk buying, uh, region wise, and also they have a payment day cycle of ninety days. Ooh. So if you are a startup. And you have your bootstrapping. There's no way you can handle 90 days of credit period of from course. use yeah. orders. So we said, let's drop this strategy for a while. Let's see where else we can implement this product. And while we were going to shops, mm. we started exploring the options of talking to restaurants and caterers also. Because we realized that the volumes that they'll be doing is much more than what the, what anyone would be doing at home. Yeah, right? true. So true. once we started we'll get the ball then, rolling. We'll get the ball rolling. Let's right. see if it's accepted, not accepted. So it was a struggle for a long time because uh, it's a new product. It's coming into the commercial market also. There has to be acceptance from one of the big guys. Maybe then people will follow suit. Right. Because in India, you're always going up against automation and labor. 
and uh, they were so cheap here that they used to just keep two guys to just yeah. chop peel onions and fry onions but that was a real job for two people so so obstacle one was mainly the fact that the larger retail formats yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and that's when we sort of changed our strategy pivoted okay. slightly to and go, hence restaurants and caterers and all that stuff and then the challenge over there was to get the product accepted because it was a, so new, a new product, product. because a new product okay are, again they're going up against such old school mindsets yeah. yeah. right. who have been doing this for you know so what, what was what was a typical conversation to a to a restaurant or like for example uh, i'm restaurant a uh, and, and so, yeah yeah so we go with our product samples mm-hmm. and we go to them and say you know we know that you've deployed yes, maybe one or two guys <laughs> in the kitchen to do this so basically what happened is uh, we got cafe britannia on board last year wow, wow okay uncle yeah, how did you convince yeah, yeah. uncle out so <laughs> you know cafe britannia was on my radar dream, my dream list of like i have this dream list of clients where i'm like if yeah. i get any of these guys i don't mind even giving them free just to have them on my client dream list, list of fried onion clients yeah. <laughs> so britannia was obviously one of them everyone used to keep telling me okay. you have to supply to britannia mm-hmm. so yeah. and we also started exploring opportunities in hyderabad because we were like uh, Biryani is a huge market in Hyderabad. So uh, we do a lot of business. Uh, maybe thirty percent of our business currently is in Hyderabad. In so Hyderabad. In Hyderabad. Because okay, so it's hot. a it's a biryani hub, right? By December of twenty fifteen, we started reaching uh, sales volume of about hundred kgs a day. Oh, wow. okay. With our Hyderabad clients. So this is the, the raw part. Yeah. So the raw part. How did you distribute to Hyderabad? Like, how do you sell your? So we send sell. Stuff? We send to them in five hundred kgs uh, together. Acha. Okay. And so it's not an issue. The logistics of it is. especially if you're doing such bulk business it's right. not uh, it's not that cumbersome because it's not hyper local you don't have to do for small amounts you don't have to do okay. any deliveries so i'm a consumer now yeah, okay yeah. and uh, i can uh, possibly go to uh, one of the stores in uh, in worli because that's where your kitchen is uh, in fact you can go to any nature's basket oh Bombay. fantastic so now i go to nature's basket and uh, i can pick up pick this up off you the can shelf pick this up off the shelf wow. and uh, now when i uh, and how much it's, it's still served in the 20 gram packets no no so, it's 100 gram packets 100 gram packets sorry my bad so 100 and, gram packets and uh, 60 rupees per 100 grams okay is what you'll get it at nature's okay and now and i can And if I want to store this, right? I just yeah, I can yeah. just put it in a refrigerator. In a refrigerator or any airtight container. Any airtight container. And in if I whenever I want to use uh, the fried, fried onions, onions, I do I need to heat it or no? Nothing. Like, you can use it straight away. Basically, okay. uh, in most Indian cuisine, and eighty-five uh, percent of the onions that are used right. throughout are fried. So either you fry it in the beginning. because usually the onion takes the longest time to fry correct so what we suggest is if you, if you want to use as a gravy base that uh, you put it in in the end like how you start with the un- frying the raw onion you don't have to do that anymore you correct. do everything else put the onion in the end because it's already fried and it slowly it, the flavor is it, it will dissolve around it dissolves the, into the uh, the, gravy the gravy or whatever you're actually creating so it saves you a lot of time a lot of tears also <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> fried so, onion best practice <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh man, it's really amazing. So by December 2015, December 2015, kg yeah, 100 kgs a day. We've outgrown that kitchen and we've been asked to move. Okay. okay. So like, uh, so this is what happened in December. We picked up these orders and we uh, our kitchen at that point was uh, was only able to. So we had been kicked out of two kitchens by then already. So tell me more about that. <laughs> so we kept uh, scaling up wherever if we were anywhere residential. Okay. Within like three months, it used to get unbearable for them. Of course. So then we moved yeah. into a sort of makeshift uh, industrial kind of area for a while, and even there, 
so we didn't invest much into the kitchen at that point hmm. we were still seeing what is the market You're like keeping how, our overheads low yeah, yeah. we are keeping it very low at that point because even i was convinced that there is a market but i was like wait just let's just check before okay. we take these huge steps ahead let's just hold on yeah. so i think one one clear lesson to all entrepreneurs who are starting off keep your overheads extremely, extremely low, low. Like as save as, as much as money as possible. Try oh, to yeah. do all the work yourself. as a founder yourself. No matter how tedious or how you know. But this is limited. This is also limited. You have to once <laughs> once you are able to afford people, right? Yeah. right? Once you are able to build your own team out, it becomes so important to start delegating. Yes. Okay. okay. You have to get out of all the roles, the million roles you're doing, because you can't. There's no way you can sustain that as a person. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. So Satya, tell me what is the first. time you found yourself delegating something what is the first function you delegated the first function i delegated was deliveries oh. then logistics okay the whole coordination of me taking the calls and then uh, passing the message on to my kitchen make these amount of packets in this pack that was the first thing i delegated because if firstly i didn't want uh, the deliveries to depend on me hmm. okay so we were at a certain capacity and then i i realized that unless we start fulfilling that capacity we won't be able to grow right. so i decided to hire one person to sit in the office just coordinate deliveries very simple job now that person has grown into the role of handling the whole office on a road <laughs> so it's 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 been we've seen growth not a, not just in terms of uh, number of ideas being fried right, but also everything the people, people yeah, have yeah. had to grow in their jobs and now again we are on the steps of another huge move into a new factory so that's again a new setup that we have to get adjusted to so the first thing i delegated was that best practices i used to do whatever job i want to yeah. delegate for two weeks to a month right. and know what that job entailed of and then over the next month hand it off to the person that i wanted to hand it off to in a in a business like this right yeah. uh, i think cost becomes an interesting factor considering that uh food inflation yeah. can be mm. one of the major reasons that can literally uh you know topple you know your balance sheet completely completely right completely. I mean, especially I mean, uh, with onions no onions yeah, especially especially onions so what and i've been reading about this right onions prices have gone up by You know, X oh, amount yeah. of like five X of the market price and all that stuff. Definitely. In fact, last year it was so volatile. The prices in Bombay retail went to about hundred rupees a kg. Yeah, I was just going to say is, that. I was not sure, but you know, hundred rupees a kg is what they were quoting. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know. And in wholesale, we had to buy at fifty-five rupees a kg. What are you saying? And at that point, it was not sustainable to fry also to sell. Yeah. So <laughs> I said, we'll just sell this raw because that, yeah. so that's what we did. So oh, for, what that's so, what so, we so, did. So you actually sold. Because, yeah. So at that point, we weren't at these volumes of tons. a mm, month right mm, we were right. still in kgs 500 kgs a month or right. max 1000 kgs a month right so what happened last maybe september the, when the prices were completely yes. up and down it was really high we decided to place our first order from nasik from okay. from the big yard over there so we ordered for uh, four tons of onions and we got it at 55 mm. and i sold three tons of those onions at an average of around 70 to businesses because that the retail the apmc rate that the businesses were getting it at was around 65 68 and it was going to go up in the next right few months again so are you planning to go full stack very soon so definitely so i recently had a very interesting conversation with someone who was uh, asking me about the social impact of our business because right. uh, again last year when there was this crazy volatility and this year has been a uh, the price has not gone up at uh. all this year Since okay. March, February, March, 
ट्रिक टन ridiculous. This is somewhere where we can really make an impact. We've reached a stage now, so where we are at 80 tons a month of processing raw onions. Now that's a considerable quantity of onions. So we have the purchasing power now to actually ensure that kind of trust from the farmers that they will do business with us. They will do yearly business with us, and they are happy to do it because they are they know that they will be paid a fair price. Because one of the one of the main things that we do is that we pay the power pay the farmers directly. Uh, oh, without wow. any credit so you're eliminating the trader completely, completely in between completely. so by next jan we'll be hopefully into contract farming and what we are doing 80 tons a month maybe we can go to 4 500 tons a month of at least raw raw produce yeah. that we are looking to process but on the back end of that all this makes no sense if i can't sell the product of right? course <laughs> yeah of course absolutely so that's what so we have been able now we are we are lucky enough to get those kind of volumes now that we are able to do these things that's really okay. amazing so it's so, it's, it's, it's uh, i just want to add that i love how he's balancing demand and supply yeah you have to i mean but i guess no, i guess in every business right yeah, i mean we are yeah. always stuck in in a product business where we're trying to scale something Definitely. up i mean we're always thinking about how to uh, ensure that we you know meet supply Definitely. Uh, i mean sorry meet demand and create right supply a, for that so uh, the typical chicken egg story ops yeah. and marketing there's always going to be so between yeah. my production and my sales the there's always going to be a crazy fight yeah, absolutely if, disputes but the thing with marketing is like you have to have a sales ready <laughs> the yeah. production is there yeah <laughs> the production is not there then fine It sounds like a very difficult journey that you've gone oh, through. Yeah. Uh, what's what's been your support system throughout all of this? I mean, uh, I have had no, I have not had any negative people around me for the last I don't know at least eighteen months. Even in the darkest of times, like you can imagine, when six to one, six to nine months into the business, you don't have sales, and it's like your fourth or fifth business, and you're just you start questioning yourself and your own sanity, and you're like. am i stupid am i wrong like i thought i was an intelligent person sure. i mm. thought i could make this work and now fourth or fifth time is not working right so you really question your sanity and at, that, at those points i have i luckily have my younger brother right. two of my younger brothers of course uh, my youngest brother is still too young but uh, <laughs> my younger brother is also an entrepreneur himself so it's great to talk to him cuz he helps me put a lot of things in perspective also my mom's a social entrepreneur So she has been like, 
she has seen so much she has not shown any more faith in any of my other ideas <laughs> as much as she has shown in this hmm. so that itself give itself gives me like a lot of confidence that sir. even in my darkest times i have i've been reduced to tears and like Literally, literally and figuratively tears. both <laughs> but these tears of my own tears not the onion tears <laughs> so it's been there have been bad situations but uh, i have to say every every entrepreneur goes through them yeah. so yeah. last question yeah the future for egk and uh, so we've got onions and, yeah. and i remember uh, you know uh, so talking to you and been previously yeah uh you obviously want to start uh, another food product uh, mushrooms is something that you know you've been uh, was, toying with <laughs> and uh, so just tell us tell us more the journey of egk so uh, okay. onions is one thing and egk as a brand yeah uh, w- what is the value addition that you want to bring to society and to yourself by by building these businesses or these product lines so basically everyday gourmet kitchen uh, as the name kind of suggests we want to make uh, gourmet cooking at home very simple right everyday gourmet kitchen so everyone's home kitchen becomes an everyday gourmet kitchen okay mm. so we want to have products that really take away the laborious and time consuming part of cooking right while not taking away integrity of uh, wow. in the integrity of the food so the fried onions was a place where we started and uh, over the next 2 or 3 years with egk we are going to explore everything that is there to be explored with the onion okay and as <laughs> so there's onion is a hero out here guys you'll, you'll be surprised how many things onions can make <laughs> yeah i've been surprised so yeah. uh and then after that we are now more focused towards uh, helping out with uh, connecting the farmers directly to the consumers because there's a lot of uh, disruption and innovation happening also on the farmer side of it in Lovely. india itself mm. uh, a lot of exotic vegetables being grown which are not available here earlier now they have learned the methods of how to grow them and they are implementing these methods nice. maharashtra itself is usually agricultural so first we want to tap into that and that's what we want to concentrate on over the next few years let's see where it takes us fantastic yeah i think with this uh We'll bring an end to our episode sure. with sure. Satyajit Roy, awesome, popularly known as, as the Onion Knight. Yeah. <laughs> We are really happy to have you awesome, for the show, nice. man. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so, so much. much. Happy uh, to be here. Um, so as we wrap up this podcast, uh, you can look up Everyday Gourmet Kitchens as EGK Foods. Okay, it's available at all Nature's Baskets in Bombay, across Bombay and Thano. Nice. And, and, Thana. Thana. and Thana. Yeah, Thana. I love, I love that. <laughs> and uh, of course, you can just look up Onion Night on Onion Facebook. Onion Night is easily found. Yeah. So you find this handsome, dashing fellow. Single girls, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, on that note, let's sign off. Okay, Absolutely. So, so yeah. I'm Munaf Kapadia, host number one. <laughs> and this is Nabil Merchant, host number two of My Neighbor Zafarbol. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That was an episode of My Neighbor Zuckerberg, brought to you by Indusvox Media and media partners Inc. 42.